Welcome to episode six of the Global Disease Biology Practicum Pause. In this podcast series, we will be talking about practicum projects with current and former GDB students. All students in the major are required to complete a practicum project before graduation. This project involves students finding a faculty member, conducting research under the mentor's guidance, and turning their research experiences into a publishable scientific manuscript. Tune in to the Practicum Pods to learn more about research, mentors, and the GDB practicum experience. Welcome to the pod. I am your host, GDB Peer Advisor Hannah. Today I'm joined on the show by Omar Garcia. Omar is a graduating GDB student, and they are currently in the process of collecting and analyzing their practicum project data. Hi, Omar. It's great to have you on the pod today. How are you doing this quarter? Hi, Hannah. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm in the same boat with you about to graduate and wrapping up this, the practicum project. Um, and we're just so glad to have you on the pod today. So would you mind just giving us a little bit of a background of where your journey started with the practicum project and how it got to where you are now? Yeah, so my practicum project, um, it didn't start until the beginning of this year, like the actual practicum, but finding like the mentor I've had since basically 2018. So my practicum right now, it's uh, the topic is determining whether or not uh, there's a relationship between access to care for children with neurodevelopmental disorders and racism. So I wanna look at the racial disparities between access of care um, across the US. Uh, so, and the reason I'm doing this is because I have a personal connection with the project. I have two younger siblings with neurodevelopmental disorders. And so my family has definitely experienced a lot of the disparities that are cited in the literature that I've been reading. So like in regards to language barriers, access, costs, and like late diagnoses, uh, and so like, as we've seen with like the previous president, that a lot of people don't believe racism is real or that there's a difference uh, in treatment between race. And based on the data and based on what I've read like from the literature, there is a difference. Um, and I just wanna show how racism is deeply rooted in the country and how it affects the care people with neurodevelopmental disorders experience. Yeah, very relevant, very interesting da uh, data that you're collecting and research that you're doing. Um, and it's very interesting that you have a personal connection to it too. Um, I think that that is some good advice for students looking for a practical project is to start with what's closest and nearest to you and what values you hold. And it sounds like that's how you kind of formulated your um, your interest for your research project. Um, so in terms of your mentor for your practicum, how did you find them? What department are they part of? Or like, where are they? Um, if they're not UC Davis faculty, where are they from? And what would you say, what resource, what resources uh, helped you find that practicum mentor? Yeah, so my practicum mentor is Dr. Sarah Dufek, and she's in a, she's a, clinical researcher at the UC Davis Institute at the Collaborative Start Lab. 
And so I met her through Dr. Alvin Steamer, who was my mentor actually for a previous internship that I had done at the UC Davis Mind Institute. And so this internship, which is called the Maternal Child Health Careers Research Initiatives for Student Health Enhancement. And so this internship is like an extension of the CDC Undergraduate Public Health Scholars Program. And so what this program did is provide us with public health training and we were able to choose between three experiences that we wanted. And so I had chosen the research experience that summer, which was the summer of 2018. And so since then I met Dr. Alvin Stamer because I was paired with her alongside Dr. Megan Talbot and Sarah Vajnowska. And so with them at that lab, like that summer, I learned so much uh, about research because it's my first ever research experience. So I went in thinking like, what am I about to do? I have no idea what I'm doing. And so with the mentorship and guidance of, of the mentors I was paired with, they let me uh, do my own research experience, which was looking at gesture use and language development in children who received two early interventions of autism. And so with that, that summer ended, and like I was amazed by all of their work that I really wanted to stay in the lab. And so when I transferred here to UC Davis, um, I reached out to Dr. Alvin Stamer again. And she's like, she was, we were just updating each other, you know, telling us where we were with life. And then she mentioned to me that they had a position open at the lab and that if I was interested, like I could totally come back. And so that's when I met Dr. Sarah Dufek. And we have so many similar interests, like especially with my current practicum project, like she's been super supportive with it. But yeah, that's how I met through like networking with my old mentors from the previous internship that I had done. Yeah, I see that this is kind of like a, a common theme um, in a lot of GDB students' practicum projects and how they find their mentors is that they kind of networked their way through some different opportunities um, that they've had beginning in the first year or yeah, the first year at Davis to when they start their practicum project and just keeping their eyes and ears open for uh, new opportunities that are coming your way. And like you said, connecting with, um, you know, staying in connection with UC Davis uh, faculty members and just seeing what they have. And, they, you know, usually there's somebody to connect with on a very similar level that you have in terms of interest. So that's great to hear. Um, so, in terms of the actual practicum project and the data collection and analysis, uh, what type of paper are you looking to write? What kind of data are you collecting? Um, maybe what analysis have you been doing? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I'm in the, I'm just starting off analyzing the papers that I've done. And what I'm doing is I'm conducting a meta-analysis. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm pulling articles from primary sources from different sources like on the internet from like, what is it? Like, like Google Scholar type search engines. So right now I'm pulling articles that fit my criteria, which is neurodevelopmental disorders and then racism and then socioeconomic status, like looking for keywords in these um, papers. Okay, so you're doing a meta-analysis on this topic. Yes. Yep very common um, route that students take and also very easy to do. I know we're going probably back into uh, onto campus in fall, but 
um, it, in the future, um, those types of projects are a lot easier to do from home. Um, and so I guess touching on that, what has your experience been with the transition to virtual space, uh, virtual research and whatnot? Yeah, so for my practicum, I only know virtual because of COVID, but through my work, like I was hired right before COVID started, but I do have like experience in the lab because of my internship. So a typical day in the lab before COVID was going in, you have, you know, your own little desk cubicle and what you do is um, behavioral coding. So we're taught behavioral coding and you do that for a couple of hours, but behavioral coding can be a lot. So, you know, we take breaks in between and then from there, it's usually you just take a mental break or you do um, literature reviews because um, there's always something to do in the lab. But now that it's virtual, like, I do a lot of the same things, but it's online. So like I have to meet with people through Zoom and share my screen, which is a little harder to get points across, but you know, we try to make our best of it. Um, but yeah, that's what it's been like. Just everything is now just at home, but through Zoom. And also we have to be more aware of HIPAA since I am dealing with like, this is clinical research and I'm dealing with real patients and real people. So we have to make sure like everything of theirs is safe as well. Yeah, that's an interesting um, point that you bring up because a lot of labs that are specifically handling patient data or um, you know human data will. I remember I was trained. You were probably trained on you know going through those trainings online of being sure to be cautious of what you share and how how information is shared between lab members. And so that's one thing to be aware of is if you're looking to go into a human research project um, that that type of training will be provided but it is as a component to that type of project um, but yeah going back to the whole like zoom meetings different source different kind of communication i totally feel you on that you know being in the lab space was so easy to just you know turn your chair around and ask a quick question or just get a quick update on something and now it's an email that might not get read until the end of the day and um, you got to schedule a zoom meeting to like make sure you're free at the same time and um, things take a little bit longer and so it's I think students can rest assured that we're all kind of facing this right now and if you're a graduating senior we are right there with you as a peer advisor as students like we realize the added struggles to an already sometimes complex project um, that complicated and might make it a little bit longer than we all expected. So yeah, thanks for sharing that, Omar. Um, so another thing that a lot of students are interested in before they get into their research project is what type of relationship is expected to have with a mentor. So would you mind explaining maybe what type of relationship you have with your mentor, how often you meet or like how much you communicate? Yeah, so my current relationship with my mentor, I don't know the word to describe it, but it's very like, we're at the same level. Like we both contribute to each other. We both help each other out in different aspects. So like, I don't know, we just have a lot of open communication. We're honest with each other about our expectations and what we want out of each other. 
And I feel like since we did that at the very beginning, like that just opened up so many doors for both of us to just ask questions and get to know each other better. And so we're always bouncing off ideas each other. And actually I was like, we're starting a cool new project together, which we're trying to do a community academic partnership at the Mind Institute. So she's super supportive in what I wanna do. And it's also similar to what she's already doing. So like, it's just super cool that the fact that we were just so open and honest with each other at the beginning, like, and then we found out we have so many interests and now here we are like doing so many projects together and now she's my mentor. So like, that was really cool. And yeah, we meet regularly. Like you said, like if we are online, everything is virtual. So it's a little harder to keep in touch with each other, but uh, we do have regularly scheduled uh, weekly lab meetings for work. So I see her once a week for that. And then after that, we usually just stay behind and just kind of talk to each other, see where we're at with things, with work and life and just catch up, just a little vent sesh, you know, <laughs> in these times, cause it's kind of needed. And then on top of that, we meet once a week for my practicum where we just go over my practicum and any questions that I have. Yeah, sounds so cool to have such a collaborative relationship with your mentor. And it sounds like uh, you guys really develop cool thoughts based off of what has already been done and what can be done in the future. Um, so there's definitely room to grow in those practicum mentor mentee relationships. So it's really cool that you're taking advantage of that. Um, and yeah, I think that there's a lot of value in, in establishing a, a, or obviously the GDB department realizes that value in establishing um, a connection to faculty here at Davis as it can open up new doors. Um, and I'm sure you're exploring things with your mentor about you know, future projects, as you mentioned. So yeah, it's really cool here. Um, so last question here, um, what skills do you think you've acquired in your research positions and your practicum project do you think that you'll carry into your future positions or just uh, even life um, developments and strategies that you've developed? Yeah, so this is my first time ever doing a meta-analysis. I had never like done that before. Like I'm a global disease biology major. A lot of my background is wet lab and like OCHEM lab and biochem and stuff like that. So when I first like came into this new like clinical research and working with children with autism and not necessarily chemicals, I didn't think I had the skills that I like needed to even do this kind of research since I only was in the lab with like wet lab. And so now that I've been doing clinical research for like two, three years now, I, the skills I've learned, like learning how to do a meta-analysis, I've never heard about that, literature reviews, what is inclusion exclusion criteria? Why do we need that? And just like reading through primary sources faster because they're needed for any type of research that you're doing. And so like even behavioral coding, all that stuff, like I'd never heard of that before. And even doing um, assessments for children with autism, all of that stuff, I, like I've been taught while doing research in this lab. And so, yeah, I think all of these skills will definitely help me once I graduate in five weeks. So yeah. Yeah, it's so unique to hear that the practicum project has really diversified your experience as a GDB student. And like you said, we're so accustomed to 
pipetting and doing the, you know, Mike 103 lab um, yeah. techniques and not a ton, unless you're doing public health classes for like a restricted elective, not a ton of like clinical data or research type um, learning about research. And so being able to be put into that and develop those skills alongside the more scientific skills that we learn in the curriculum is really, really unique. And I'm excited for you to carry those into your um, educational career and personal pursuits in the future. Thank you. But thank you so much, Omar, for being here on our Practicum Pod episode today. We are so excited to share this with our students. And we are so glad that you're part of our program. Thank you for having me. All right, y'all, that wraps up episode six of Practicum Pods. Thank you so much, Omar, for chatting with us about your GDB practicum experience. Our students are so excited to hear about these projects and learn how to approach research in a large university setting. You can find us at gdb.ucdavis.edu to access the rest of the podcast and series, or you can look us up on Spotify. If you like listening to the practicum pods and have suggestions for future episodes, please let the GDB advising staff know at gdb-advise at ucdavis.edu. Thanks everyone, have a great week.